it's a scary number. How vacant is your property going to be if you're a landlord? What does it mean to tenants out there in the marketplace? Stay tuned. We'll talk about it right now. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Burgio, Mark Novak, episode 563. Vacancy rate, great sign for investors, maybe not the best for tenants coming into the later quarter of this year. Especially in Sydney, they've dropped from mid 4% to 200%. Mark, tell us about what type of impact that does. What does the figure mean when we say, when you see a post vacancy rates fall? What's vacancy? It's good news for landlords. Um, so vacancy is basically from probably the strongest information that um, that you can get out there is from when a, like landlords out there have to lodge their bond um, and they lodge their bond when a new tenant comes in and they actually give back the bond from when the old tenant moves out. That gap from an old tenant moving out to a new tenant moving in is your vacancy. So generally it used to be accepted that around 5% was, you know, your property was vacant, which would be around a week, a year, I'll leave it even probably, yeah, about a week, a year, two weeks, a year, whatever that is. And that's how long your property would be vacant in the course of a year, but it's changing. Yeah, I'll bring up this latest, where is it? Here we go. It came out... So as you said, Mark, towards the end of last year, October, we were in inner Sydney, 5.5%, 5.5 for the middle, our, our outer Sydney a lot lower at 2.1%. So it went from 4%, mid fours, and recently over the last couple of months, it's halved. Um, so, and they've been tough times, made a July, August with lockdown. So a lot of people staying in the properties, renting a lot quicker. Look at Newcastle, Hunter Valley, 1% and 1.2%. It's almost like, I don't think it's spoken about enough because one of the biggest concerns investors have is vacancy renting out the property. And from the agent's point of view, especially being on the front lines, it's probably the least concerning. Like it's such a rental market is so resilient for the probably the past decade, but specifically the last five years um, in mo most parts of Sydney especially Northern Beaches. We haven't seen a huge increase in rent, but what we have seen is continuous good stock levels, quick rentals, like from one to three weeks consistently. And remember, Mike, that vacancy doesn't always mean no money coming in because a good agent will start a couple of weeks prior to it being empty. So it can very be minimised quite a lot. The interesting is we may find that people are leaving the rental market. We may find yes. there's landlords that are actually just cashing out because it's just they are making so much money um, because capital growth has gone up through the roof that they're going, you know what, 
now's my time. I thought about it the last three years or five years or whatever it's been. Now it's time for me to actually sell, sell that property at a record high. Um, some suburb growth has just been so incredible that landlords have just thought, you know what, I could hold on to this thing for another five years and that's not going to make this much money. Sell, and that's another rental property that leaves the market. If another rental property leaves the market, the existing pool of rental properties, it makes them a little bit more sought after. Less vacancy, greater rent. Yeah, and there's been such a big push to getting people to buy a property, like the amount of first-home buyer incentives. G'day, Luke. The amount of first-home buyer incentives is insane. The the interest rates people are being offering, because a lot of people may look at basically rent, especially like, say, DY units, where there's nearly 9,000, so you get a really good cross-section. The last five years, it stayed almost even, but over the last five years or eight years, interest rates gone from 5 6% down to one and a half so you're making your gap there but you're right there's just so there's a lot there's probably i haven't i haven't i'm trying to think if i've seen that stat i have renters if it's gone up just um give me two seconds homeowners and rentals do you want to add something to that mark while i look for this image just with some numbers um what does it mean is the big one. I think if the different, it means different things for different people. Um, if you are a landlord, um, the next couple of years, if this trend continues like it actually is, um, if the trend continues like it is, there's going to be less and less rental properties in the marketplace. Um, your, rents, your rent is going to um, go up pretty hard. And I think when you look at the information of what a, a typical landlord's rent has done, a typical landlord's rent has probably changed by, if the median was, say, 450 10 years ago, they're probably about 550 now. So a landlord's rent, property prices for a landlord has doubled for his value of his unit, for example, or her unit, uh, but the rents have only gone from 450 a week to 550 a week. I reckon you're going to see that really accelerated for a landlord. Now, unfortunately, that's not the best news for a tenant. Um, so, you know, professional tenants, if you can get into the rental market now, lock in a longer lease, better. Yeah, the hope the hope for rentals is there's a, there's a pretty big surge in DA approvals, new construction. I know we touched on builders and developers last, I think on Saturday or, or Thursday about sometimes the bad stigma. But this is where it comes into because I was looking at the stats. Home ownership's percentage increases really, well, it's a decrease in 20 years, but an increase in the last 10. Renters is up, but it's really our population that's had the biggest surge. So that's where vacancies are going to sit quite low. And unless there's a, a big surge, not a big surge, a consistent surge in new developments, new buildings, I think vacancies will get a lot lower and we will see a rental increase, which we haven't necessarily seen as significant as capital growth. So, so many different moving parts, but I think it's more to point, it does point to a good healthy property market on that side, on that rental side. But, um, do you know, I know prices are going bananas, but... It's, it is, I don't think, and this is very unspoken about, but I don't think it's easy for a landlord to borrow money. Uh, what I mean by that, an investor 
wanting to buy an investment property, I don't think it's necessarily an, an easy process to do um, in the last year or two, particularly with when there was all that banking invest investigations from the bank, banks being investigated and stuff like that. So they, they, they sort of gave the landlord a punch on the chin um, when they made them pay half a percent more in interest rates, which has historically never been done in Australia. Um, so it sort of defavoured the landlord as an investor over an owner-occupier. And I think that's starting to have its effects now on the marketplace. Yeah. Like the ways the serviceability was calculated, the way the banks yeah. looked at the rental income basically was vanished. Like up until to the, the Royal Commission, they would look at the income of the property. But they do it for Land I'm tax. pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure they do it for homeowners. If you're currently paying rent, they'll factor that in. But, yeah, if it's an investment, they want to see your income service at. I, I'm pretty sure it's still the same. I know a lot of people have that feedback. So it's very different for investors. I think, finan fi yeah, financially for an investor, I think you've copped it from a lot of angles. The one, the, the big benefit has been the value of the property is growing. But it's come at a, it's come at a cost. Um, there's less uh, investors in the market now. Well, yeah, there's we've less, seen there's that. Less, yeah, available, stamp available, duty. Yeah, like available rentals is about five hundred on the northern beaches, and let's say a couple of years ago we were always around seven to eight fifty. So back then, two thousand nineteen, eight ninety, a thousand. So. That's a big drop. Let's take it from where you, we were talking in 2019, 2018. We used to sit on 900 to 1,000 rental properties. As of today, we're at 520 and we've been as low as 400, 500. So it's half the amount of investment properties out there. So it makes and, and the way a landlord is assessed. I think a lot of landlords are, go are going for a loan because they've simply got the equity. But I think when that where they're actually falling or failing is on the income test, um, because to own that second or third property as a, or even for, um, uh, a first property as a landlord as an investment, you've got to be earning really, really good coin. So this is my prediction. I reckon. I reckon there's going to be a chronic, chronic shortage of investment properties in the marketplace. Um, they're going to be too expensive to buy for landlords because of the capital growth that's been running. They get, land tax is going to be too much um, because um, the, the, that's just gone crazy. And don't forget, land tax is going to be is going to be assessed off these off these prices that we're getting. So land tax, guys and girls, is just about to go. If you think you're paying a lot of land tax as an, as an investor now and a landlord now, get ready because you get ready for that to double um, yeah. over, over, over the next couple of years. So, and then you've got the extra half a percent that a landlord has to pay in interest rate because it's a landlord, it's an investor loan, not an owner-occupier loan. It's a pretty shitty landscape for a landlord apart from capital growth if you're not already in. But to encourage new landlords who are not already in, there's a lot of really bad numbers out there that they're going to have to um, get through. And I reckon you could see a lot of landlords not coming into the market or even leaving the market. I think you could see a stress on affordability. And it all ties back to this vacancy that we're talking about today. 
Yeah, so it's a really important figure to watch. Um, but anything else you want to add on to that, or I think we sort of covered it? Oh, I, I just, I just think be careful. Uh, like, if you're a landlord, you can afford to keep on keep a hold of your rental property. It's probably a good idea because to get back in, I don't think you realise how much, how hard it's going to be to get back in to buy another uh, investment property if you want, if you choose to enter the market in three, five, or seven or ten years later. Like I, you know, landlords don't realise how easy, it, how much easier it was to obtain a loan. Um, 10 or 20 years ago compared to today. So if you've got that property, hold on to it. The good news is the vacancy is starting, starting really to thin out, uh, which means uh, you're going to start getting some love in rents, which as a landlord you haven't seen for a very long time, rental increases. So the message from today is, uh, is, is hold tight. Well, especially when I think owners may look at sometimes, oh, it's a bit hard to rent, the rent hasn't gone up, let's just sell it. But you, and they quickly forget the selling costs, especially if they're changing the type of property and you're going to be buying something else. Like, on if you're spending one million dollar apartment, you commission two percent, twenty grand, marketing thirty, exit like forty grand. So you could spend forty grand on exiting that property, which could break even. You almost could have the property empty for a year, or half, depending on your loan size, you could have the property empty and be better off holding the asset. So I think people just need to just see if, yeah, think is it really that bad if you didn't get a rental increase? And also landlords, yeah, and some of these guys um, have owned a property for, for 10 or 20 years, they've retired, they've, been, they've worked really hard to pay the asset off. Uh, the last 10 years, they're actually beaten up more than they were, than they were sort of pepped up or, or looked after if, if you consider rents have maybe changed in our region 10 or 20 percent in 10 years the cost base of being a landlord has changed a lot more than that um i've disregarded interest rates on that because this, yeah. this, this particular example i'm giving he's the, the guys paid it off but if you look at what your strata water council levies have done and what your land tax um, potentially has done if you do and payable um it's a pretty tough landscape yeah, whereas as exactly what you said, ten years, four forty. DY is a really good metrics to look at. Four forty rents to five sixty in the past ten years. It's and how to. I, I just feel like we, as Luke said, the low stock levels. We could see a big rental surge in the next three years, really four years, where you could see a ten percent increase across the board. So, wait it out. That's a wrap. Thank Happy you days. Much. Hopefully that helped everybody out there. If you've got any questions, always shoot us a message. So we'll get a quick on the trigger. <laughs> shoot us a message. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>